three months ago on the planet Zeltrax Beta. An alien bazaar, a strange, beautiful world with skies pink like a David Bowie video in the 80s. Travis and Carrie, you've been wandering a bizarre bazaar, mostly strange because of all the alien worlds you've been to, you've never been to one that was so human. It is a human world from the future, with all different varieties of humanity on display. And, uh, the TARDIS is translating all the languages for you, but you understand that this is a very multilingual, very uh, futuristic world. Um, and as you uh, walk amongst the stalls, uh, Carrie, I think you're very excited to find uh, a little shop called The Bell That Dispenses Tacos. And so you and Travis sit together and enjoy a meal of the wrapped crunch and just take in this beautiful world of the future. I, I believe I believe you mean to say it's the wrapped crunch superior. I was I didn't want to put orders in their mouth, but there is of course the wrapped crunch superior, there is the the uh, wrapped crunch deluxe, there is the wrapped crunch noir, which is all black and they won't tell me why. I I don't want to know. And, and then we have the crunch wrap royale. Yes, it has so much cheese. And then they have the queso burguesa, which is just a hamburger with cheese, a cheeseburger. Yeah, as, as we're eating, I'm like, so I can't believe it took them till the 51st century to add a sixth ingredient. <laughs> and, and Carrie just like puts her hand up to Travis's mouth while she's putting like Crunchwrap in her mouth and just goes, shh, shh, <laughs> don't spoil the Crunchwrap aesthetic. <laughs> just, 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 just for legal reasons, it is the wrapped crunch. Just oh, yeah, sorry, out. excuse me. It's the wrapped crunch aesthetic. Don't ruin it for me, Travis. Oh, I love that band. Wrapped the wrapped crunch aesthetic third album was so good. Uh, Travis and Carrie, you're having a really uh, uh, lovely meal when the doctor uh, runs towards you both. She's she's stumbling through the square, uh, makes eye contact with the two of you, reaches. Uh, your booth and even before she arrives you you realize the doctor is unlike you have ever seen her before she looks nauseous you have i look get your food to go we have to go we have to run we have to go right now we have to go come on let's go come on no, let's go why are you not going let's go come on come on i up, think there's up, a bathroom up. here if you nope, need it nope nope travis uh, oh, oh, this, okay. this is not a time for your jokes about topics that you know i don't care for let's just go and let us get just go <laughs> oh, okay Anyone, how about this? Anyone doesn't want to die, uh, should go now. And then the doctor started running. Uh, and Carrie is ferociously running behind the doctor, but definitely two-handing the wrapped crunch and like, still eating it while running. Beautiful. She she's she can multitask like that. We already saw that with the Chinese food. She's a PA. You have to be able to eat and run. They're mandatory skills. They put it on the exactly. Uh, they put it on the, on on the, the resume. You know. Uh, so yes, the doctor leads you back to the TARDIS, and almost as soon as you get uh, back there, she's uh, notably weak. Uh, could you both make... Uh, do, 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 what do I want to do? Give me strength and athletics checks. Twelve? Big ol' eight for me. Okay. Uh, uh, mostly carry, with a little help from Travis. Uh, you're able to get the, the doctor to the console of the TARDIS, and she's able to set a course... Um, sort of frantically uh, running amongst the controls. And, and probably what I would imagine the doctor is sort of explaining without explaining uh, as she kicks the TARDIS uh, into go. Uh, did, did they see your faces? Did they see? Did, did, were you seen by them? Uh. Uh, I don't know who, but probably not. I don't know. 
I don't have time to find out. Okay, um, Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Um, where where we are right now is is relatively safe. It's it's far in the future, and and we Travis. If if we get through this, Travis and I can come back for you. But it, but if we don't, then you could build a pretty nice life for yourself here. But where where we are going might be one of the most dangerous places in the universe for you. And it's not going to be super great for me, but I have to go. And so this is your moment, Carrie, to decide. Do you want to stay here or do you want to come with us? This is your choice. I think the, the first idea that pops in Carrie's head when she's, she hears that this is probably not, an not a great time for her to be... Um, she's probably not thinking anything too desperate. Maybe it's like the 1960s and like women's liberation was, was just happening. Not to downplay different times of history as being less awful than others, because like, let's be honest, it's all been pretty awful. But there have been certain years, centuries, locations where it has been more problematic to be of a certain race than in other locations. But I think with with the information that was given to her, she, while at first might have been a little bit worried, but with the doctor following up that statement with the fact that she is also putting herself in danger, is going to push Carrie towards, like, nodding while slowly still eating, because priorities, right? I, I, I think she is emotionally mentally trying to prepare herself to be in a different place and time than where they are now but um in this moment i would say that if the the carry that's three months from there could could like reflect back they she would be like i've got a bad feeling about this <laughs> carrie the moment you nod uh the doctor looks to you and then to travis uh and then pulls a lever and the bottom falls out and uh you fall through time. choose 
you. Those are all the rules. And thank you. Thank you both. Dean! How you doing, buddy? Uh, am I still in the same place I was before? You awake, uh, and you are in the same warehouse. It is nighttime. I, I wake up, and I would imagine there's a certain degree of, like, just neural confusion, because none of my neurons are wired the way they were, like, however long ago it was. Uh, I would imagine my muscles don't quite feel my, it's like, it's like sitting in the, uh, in the driver's seat of a, of a new car that you haven't gotten to test drive yet. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine I'm mostly just feeling very disoriented. There's a voice. Uh, from the, the 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 cat's bauble. I hope you're well rested. We have to we have to run now. Run now. What are you? It's complicated. I'm 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 a fragment of a, a distillation of a. Oh, how does anyone explain anything anymore? Um, listen. We have to we have to get back to the Killians. We have to uh, uh, protect them. Something's gone wrong. I I I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay, uh, do you happen to know where they are right now? No. Would, would, I mean, the bookshop seems like an obvious place to go, but are they... The bookshop, the bookshop, go to the bookshop. Do we know if they're there? The bookshop, the bookshop? The bookshop? alright. Off I go, me and my talking cat collar. This is a weird... My legs are longer. I'm, I pull myself up and my... Good longer, I, bad I, longer? I, I'm, I'm taller, my legs are longer, um... Uh, I, I'm, I would say that like 13, 14, I was, I don't know how tall I was, but I'm at least a foot taller now than I was, uh, before I get hit on the back of the head by an idiot. Sorry about that. This, what is, what is, what, that's not my voice. What, what, what? What? It is now. Don't worry about it. Just, just, just uh, lean oh, in. Lean oh, into it. Lean into it. You know what? Good, good, good call. I won't worry about it. All don't right. focus and on the, the teeth. Um, don't focus on the teeth. It gets very distracting. Well, now I can't think of anything else but the oh, teeth. Oh no! Think about an elephant. That's, that's not gonna work. I've got everything. Feels new. It is. It, it, it's not lived in. You're welcome. No. Yeah. Bad. Bookshop. I'm good. Oh, you know what? Maybe there's a book about this at the bookshop. Let's go to the bo- I'm going to the bookshop. And then, and then I walk onto the bookshop. Dean runs. God, I know. don't think I was this short-tempered before. What's happening? It happens to the worst of us, best of us, all of us. Ooh, oh, oh, heavens. Run! Uh, oh, uh, okay. And off I go. I, I, uh, I, I dash away from the docks in the direction of the bookshop. Is it dark out when I'm doing this? What's, what's the, the, the... Yes, it is nighttime. Uh, we will... Um... Let's just say the scenes might meet up in like 10, 15 minutes, depending on the players. Uh, as Dean runs towards the bookshop, uh, let's switch our scene to the Washington Arms. Here's what I, I, I'm going to propose to you, Michael, as, as an idea. Um, because you gave me a set of doctor points that I could use that would mm-hmm. allow me to access my doctor sheet for a round or an action that are kind of like similar to story points that I normally would have in the game. Mm-hmm. I would like, because I didn't, I didn't roll at all in the first session of this. I would like to possibly make the pitch to you. I'll spend a doctor point for this to be the case that when Sarah, when Sarah Jane is performing and she's like being more herself, 
Mm. This like little bit of doctorness comes out of her, and that's mm. why. And so it even like maybe has a hint of perception filter about her to where like people don't immediately like it, it's kind of like accepted that she is this performer and she so it kind of builds on the actual like ne exception of the time of like oh men and drag are are performers and it's okay and like so when she's it's i i hate to use this example because i furiously hate that they did this the way they did it in the episode but it's not unlike Spyfall and how the master is just like accepted as being part of that group um mm. because of the filter mm -hmm. i think that maybe like just a hint of that comes out while she's while she's on stage especially and like <clears throat> unlocking the most herself that she can be yeah can i make a a, a pitch as well i think yes. you introduce yourself on stage as the doctor I think I think I think I start saying I'm the doctor I'm Doctor Sarah Jane and then everyone laughs because the idea of a woman being a doctor is hysterical. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So the the first performance of Doctor Sarah Jane has uh, concluded in the bar as uh, raucous. The next act has continued. Uh, your um, I would say once you get off sca uh, stage, would you uh, go to change or are you uh, uh, staying in uh, costume? Quote Here's quote. what I think. Um, I believe that we have a stage door Joni situation where I think that Joan Redfern has made her way backstage to say uh, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's, it's your NPC, so you can decide that mm. if that's the case. But I, I think that maybe if, since you just you, since you established that Joan Redfern was there, um, yes. perhaps. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that might be what's happening. So I, th I, th I think that in this case, I think Sarah Jane is staying in Sarah Jane mode. Still, I think she's relishing in the opportunity to get to sit as herself for a little while, and so she is not eager to change in any hurry. And I, I also feel like that is more fun for dramatic tension, especially. So, yeah, agreed. Um, so yes, I, I, you're sitting backstage uh, in your dressing room, uh, and there is a knock at the door. And uh, when you look, uh, it's Joan Redfern. I, I thought you were wonderful. I, I didn't even know you were here until I was on stage, but I was very excited to see you. Oh, I, it seemed like such a fun time, and I, uh, uh, a fantastic uh, uh, performance to see you as well. Um, and I think Joan uh, s sort of f feels the permission to enter the room mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and move a bit closer. I think that Joan would definitely pick up much more... Because I think that when I'm when I'm presenting as John, I think I'm very reserved and very closed mm. off. Like I was at that table when we were had the scene earlier. I think that now, as 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 Sarah Jane, she's much more relaxed. I think she's much more like dissociable and warm and like maybe a little more flirtatious than she would ever dare to be as as John. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Jonas, it's it's. I think it's incredible to see this this uh, uh, confidence in you. It's a, a side I. Um, it's very exciting. I I, I think it will be uh, a more riveting game of chess than I'd planned. Oh, did you did you want me to play chess as as my as Sarah Jane and not as Jean? I want you to play as yourself. I, I didn't know that was an option, and I, I, I think I will like that quite much. I, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit. I've told you about my dreams and, and my, what, the stories that come. And I just, 
it's I feel the most like that woman in my fantasies. I, I know it's strange. I probably shouldn't want to. I don't know how to describe it, Joan. I it's like I, I'm I see this woman in my dreams, and, and and yet sometimes I imagine that I am her instead of myself, and I don't know what that means. Or and I know how dangerous that sounds, but it's just it's quite exciting. And I don't know when I was out on stage tonight, I felt it. I I have to say, uh, Sarah Jane, being a a woman in a man's world, I don't think that's as strange a dream as you might imagine. When she calls me Sarah Jane, I think there's like a noticeable, like even like more uplifts in my face. Like the idea that someone just casually calling me that by my name makes me very excited. Because like I, I maybe occasionally get it from Travis or Carrie, but even then they probably typically call me John. So I think that this hmm. is a really like special thing for her to have this person and maybe occasionally she hears it from Alexander, but it's always kind of in like a fun play. Like he's kind of like, uh, Sarah Jane kind of thing. Like, like it's a character. Yeah, beauty. I think Usually. he, I think he talks to her like it's a character she's putting mm-hmm. on. But when she hears Sarah Jane, she hears, she hears Joan say it. It feels like someone calling her by her real name. Yeah. Alexander still has his, for lack of a better way of putting it fourth wall up, mm-hmm. um, in terms of that separation. Yeah. Um, and this is a really, Oh, this is a lovely, beautiful moment. Um, it is uh, um, a shame that Travis and Carrie have a separate doctor to deal with. What's that about? Um, so, yeah, Travis and Carrie, when we left the two of you, you'd been confronted by the doctor and his companions. Um, what do you do? Prove it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm the doctor. I come from Gallifrey. It's in a constellation called Kasturbaris. He pulls out a, like a little tube looking thing. It's my sonic screwdriver. It goes zippity bip and does thingies. Um, I'm here because there's a, a piece of my TARDIS is broken and I need to uh, get to the, the doctor who's here, the, the, the me now, uh, her TARDIS has a bit that I need and I can just use that and it won't affect, don't worry, it won't affect, it's just like a tiny little little circuit or whatever and I'm just going to put it into my TARDIS and my TARDIS will be fine and it's, it's no big deal. I just need to go to, take me to her, my TARDIS and it'll be easy peasy. I, I turn to Carrie and I give her a look and I turn back to these three people. I go, TARDIS? What? What's that? Travis, we know each other. It's, it's not funny. Carrie, I will make a deja vu joke if I have to. Please take me to her, my TARDIS. Please. We know each other. He's a friend from work. <laughs> Travis Parker Killian, human man guy, Carrie Vu, lady from, uh, you really left it exactly the right time. Wow. <laughs> we can get into that later. <laughs> I thought I wasn't supposed to know about the future. Oh, I, uh, it's a present. But it's a present that's the future. Do you get it? It's a time joke. Can we please I go to the... Speaking person, of time, Travis. machines, TARDIS. Yes, 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 yes. Let us no. go to the, the TARDIS. Yes. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a hard no, Travis. Like Carrie leans in as she says this to him. 
Oh, uh, we're on the as, same. As the other we're on the same wavelength. I, I need. Monologue. I need to interrupt. Is that, is that what I sound like to all of you? Is that? <laughs> is that no. Is that how? I, is, is that? Is that <laughs> me? Is that? And <laughs> uh, this was actually why we gathered here today. Intervention. No. Um. The doctor is going to um, sort of turn to, uh, the young girl and give her a little pat and say. Oh, well, we tried to be nice, didn't we? Um, let's try the balloon. And uh, the little girl steps forward, uh, holding her red balloon. And as the light sort of, uh, you know, there, there's the gas lamps and things like that for a little bit of illumination in the nighttime. Um, and she's got this incredible bright red coat. And would, would you all mind making um, uh, 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 an awareness and survival check for me? Oh, well, I rolled an 11. That usually helps things. So I got a uh, uh, 15. Same here, 15! Woo! Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I, I think in this moment, we, we uh, you know, Travis turns to Carrie and goes, yeah, this isn't the doctor. <laughs> no, because as the little girl gets closer, you realize um, that the coat is uh, inside-out skin and the red is the inside now outside and as the light goes through the balloon uh you can see that it's crisscrossed with veins and it's slightly breathing because it is a floating sack of living skin uh, uh and the little girl is walking towards you now um what would you like to do uh, carrie turns to the little girl and uh <laughs> Says, Says you're going the right way for a voice. smack bottom. <laughs> Charlie, smack bottom. Pretty much that. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's that's exactly what she says to her. No. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she like raises her finger to her and is like, "Look, I haven't had real food in a really long time, and I just had a guy try to feed me maggots earlier." I am not here today for your little skin balloon and your little freaky deaky inside outside coat. Well, I'm here for you, and so is my balloon. Oh, well, isn't... Oh, boy! Oh. Well, that just means that I'm just going to get over there right now. Travis, while I'm distracting them, I need you to do something, Travis. Don't just stand there like a moron. And I think... I think there, Travis should take more. off running, <laughs> but I'm gonna at least grab Carrie by the Mommy. by the wrist. Yeah, <laughs> like I I would say like she she says that out of the corner of her mouth, but like when she turns like to like through her like or checks through her periphery, she realizes Travis is gone. No, 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 definitely and, not left you behind. Grabbed you by the wrist <laughs> and said, "We gotta go." <laughs> Just yanking it behind while I'm like Asian mom shaking my fist at this little girl and her skin balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't come here for Buffalo Bill, you know. So, yeah, I think I, when I take off running with Carrie, I don't want us to be followed. So, like, I start running kind of like away from them, but then the opposite direction of the bookstore because I want to circle back around and get back to the pub and get to the doctor. I just see this running section as like a Teen Titans Go anime thing and like Carrie is just like flapping while only being held on by her wrist and is just like anime exclamating behind it. Travis as he's dashing. 
Carrie as Raven is not something I had considered before, but it's really I love working. it. Uh, and I'm also, really loving that. that is so Raven. Um, anywho, uh, as the two of you uh, run away, and I get very excited about having to look up the rules for a chase. As the two of you uh, run away, um, you can hear uh, uh, this strange uh, trio um, all sort of exciting, uh, excitedly chattering to themselves. Uh, a chase, a chase. Oh, wonderful, a chase. Uh, and so um, the little girl and the, uh, the teen boy set off after you as their, their doting father figure uh, uh, sort of leisurely strolls behind. I guess, yeah, let's do some chase stuff. Whee! Yeah. In the middle of all this screaming, uh, Carrie turns around and looks at Travis and says, uh, you know, I should have known there were trouble working so many haunts in California. You get some kids in there and it's just bad news (laughs) all the time. From the, in the distance, you hear the screaming of a hungry child uh, racing to eat you. Let's do an awareness and technology. Check. Oh, why would you do that to me? Okay. Let's no, thank do. you. I will gladly take those two. <laughs> All right. Awareness and technology. 12. Do I get anything from my keen senses major and or sense of direction because this is a chase? Uh, sense of direction, yes. You've been here long enough to know the town. Uh, so I will give you that. Um, anything tech related, no. But I did, thank you for reminding me, forget to mention that after three months of basically silence, you do hear the ping of technology from the teen, uh, uh, the the boy. Um, but what about for keen senses? Um, yes, I will give it to you because, uh, for a particular reason. Yes. Um, is that a plus two or a a four? I I have it as major trait. Let's do the plus four. Cool. I'm going into this. I'm going into this with a 14. So that's, (laughs) you're already doing great. What do you Uh, mean? Yeah, a 21. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing fantastic. All right. Um, So, Travis, as you're running, you notice something in the town square. It's um, a shed, uh, uh, like a a preparedness shed, and it has on it the logo of the Boys' Watch. And you know that in there may be some very wacky stuff for tomorrow's uh, uh, adventures. So you may want to have a poke in there. All right, Carrie, um, you go ahead and... Get to the doctor. Make sure she's safe. I'm going to check in here. So you mean split up? Uh, Look, the doctor is by herself. She doesn't know what's going on and clearly... Wait, shouldn't you go? Because if I go running around the street by myself at midnight, guess who's landing their butt in jail again? There's just an incredible screech and it is getting so close. But please continue. Okay, yeah, I don't have time to argue with her. So yeah, we're both going to go back for the doctor. Give me a uh, coordination and athletics rolls. Ooh, double threes. Nice. Okay. I got a oh, 10. That's, yeah, same. Why do we keep rolling the same numbers? Because you and I are awesome. Yeah, you're sympathetic. <laughs> Twin powers unite! <laughs> Also, you're sharing dice, and that's tech. I think we, I think we might be drift compatible at this point. Oh <laughs> yes! You are running, but uh, you can see uh, behind you that uh, the little girl is closing in, um, and you are approaching the street. So you're going to have to slow down and, you know, check before you cross. No, uh, we don't, because there's probably almost no, if any, cars in this town. Right. I was going to say. 
That was a test, and you passed. All right. Um, so you run towards. Uh, you're just going to run straight for the bar with this little girl right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So the both of you run into the Washington Arms and sort of enter the fray. And trailing behind you is uh, this little girl with a red balloon who enters the bar. And I think, understandably, uh, uh, Alexander turns to this little girl and is like, ah, little girl, I I don't think uh, you're going to have to leave the bar. I'm sorry. Um, And he starts going towards the little girl. I need you to find me a match. Because Carrie is like probably taking a, a U-turn around the bar, and she's she's absolutely trying to make a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, you can find him right next to the the candles, Dolly. Don't. Uh, what do you do? You know what? I'll get back to you in a second. Um, little girl, would you mind? And um, Alexander is going to reach out towards the little girl. I have to do some rolls for myself, which is the thing people love the most. Ooh, perfect. I. Don't have to do a roll. Yes. Okay. I I was I was gonna say I was like, have am I speedy enough to make that Molotov cocktail to throw it in time before Alexander actually touches this demon child? I'm a f- they're right next to each other, so you would have to intercede. You're gonna need uh, time to make the cocktail, and I'm gonna make you do like a roll or two. Uh, yeah, you know. no, that's, I mean, it's just three pieces of things. You just need one. We're not going to give the recipe you know, on air. That's not what people are paying for. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, thank you, but no thank you. Uh, we can talk about that in private later. Uh, anywho. <laughs> Doctor Who, the anarchist cookbook. I mean, it's like uh, Andrew uh-huh. Cartmel said, Doctor Who's at its best when it's taken on the government. But <laughs> I don't think he meant this way. Um, anywho. Uh uh, 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 no, Doctor Who. Uh, yes, so Alexander is going to reach out um, and the balloon is going to close the distance and start consuming his hand. Uh, Alexander falls to his knees as the balloon starts wrapping around his hand and moving up his body. I'm sorry, uh, uh, parents at home. Maybe um, see you next week. Uh, anywho, um, yeah, so that's happening. There's a Scottish man screaming. The, all Everyone in the bar has turned. Bef- before... Anything mm. happens, I uh, Travis shouts to Carrie, "Keep everyone here safe. I'm gonna find the doctor, and I'm gonna actually try to make my way back to the area, smart where the doctor probably would be. Perfect. And on the way, I want to run into Owen, and I want to violently throw him into the wall as I scream, "Get out of the way!" But I'm really doing it because uh, he was unbelievably rude to Carrie. I'm gonna make you roll a um uh. Uh, presence and do you mean presence and awareness? I know you usually put those two together, but let's do it. Is it is this is for knocking the guys? Yeah, yeah, but this is for like knocking him no, out. No, this of the is way. for looking around to uh, find the doctor or clues to where she might be. Okay, keen senses. Yes. Okay. I was gonna ask, do do I actually hear Travis? There is a lot of commotion happening. I don't. Uh, we may roll that in a second as well. That's a good. Copy. I, thank you for asking for homework. I will give it to you. Um, thank you. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know that the doctor is uh, clearly not out here, and um, 
I think it's perfectly reasonable that you would keep exploring the right. the space within the arms to go looking for her. So yes, you you head back towards the bathrooms, which as we had established are towards the dressing rooms. So you yeah. are headed in the right direction. Do I knock Owen? <laughs> uh, can you know what <laughs> on the way? Can you give me a um, fighting plus strength roll? No, fighting plus coordination. I'm going to insist that I get devotion added to this role. <laughs> I'll allow it. So, but the devotion is the thing that gives me the free story point. So we'll, we'll see how it does. You tricked me with the rules. <laughs> so I got a 10. I got a 10 before that free story point, which bumps it up uh, a success. Oh, yeah. You, you, um, you cartoon throw this guy and his face like lands in the pot that he had prepared the rice in earlier. And it goes over his head and just like all this like hot rice water goes all over his body. Not like in a, not like in a scalding, terrible way, but in like a, he's, he may never make rice. It just, he, he may have a fear of it now. Good. Um, I only I'm, get one of those per uh, like adventure. And I'm so glad I could use it to uh, take down a racist. Yeah, you've changed. You've changed this man's life uh, slightly. We support punching Nazis here. Riley, could you do an uh, awareness and ooh, survival roll for me? Oh wow! Okay. Spicy. <laughs> okay, that's a that's ten. It, Riley, is the ten the lowest you've ever gotten in the entirety of the show? Um, probably. Probably pretty down there. <laughs> Would you like to spend wow. story points or doctor points? I would like to go ahead and let it play out as me not succeeding at this and like being a little okay. unaware. I think that I, I think that I am very currently distracted. I am enamored with Joan and I'm feeling myself mm -hmm. around someone who seems to be interested in me. And I am also having a little bit of gender euphoria uh, on top of that. And so I want to hmm. role play it that way. Yeah. So there's... Um, Love it. Uh, inside the dressing room, there's this beautiful scene unfolding between this, these two women. But uh, I'm telling the story. So as this like lovely scene is unfolding in the background, you also hear like, ah, 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 like screaming noises. Um, but the two of you don't notice because you're so uh, enamored with each other. Um, I think we're we're basically in a a lesbian period drama right now. Where we're making lots of like really like longing glances at oh. each other and, and quietly ah, staring at each other yes. and like, like just really getting into those glance moves. Like we're, our glance work is top notch. You're having, you're having a glance glance revolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to GM a glance off. So I'm just going to say everybody like at home. Chase. I want to give Dan a story point for glance glance revolution. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> yes. Have it, Dan. Thank you. Yes. yes. In case I you're can. wondering, by the way, a yes. glance off the rules are the same as a chase, um, but you roll mm. uh, Actually, presence. no, Ben, you're mispronouncing chased. A glance off is chased. Oh, chase. sorry. It's a chase. It's a chase line. It's a chase sequence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody who's listening, uh, do me a favor. Um, roll for second Just pause the podcast. Uh, uh, well, don't pause right now. Listen to what I'm about to say and then pause. Um, uh, uh, go listen to Kate Bush's Weathering Heights and then come on back. All right, see you in a second. Um, Hi, welcome back. <laughs> We're so glad to have you here today. I think this this lovely moment between uh, Sarah Jane and Joan is interrupted by the sound outside of of 
Travis searching. I don't. Uh, uh, so Travis, yeah. Um, how are you going about this? Do you think you're yelling out for John, or are you just in the sort of looky looky phase? So yeah, it starts with the reflex of yelling for the doctor, mm. and immediately, like he has to like take a second and doctor. Uh, but Joe, do you do you hear that? It's like my brother, but he's calling for the doctor. I. I don't hear anything at all. I'm, uh, uh, I was, <laughs> sorry, I was distracted, clearly. It, it must have been, <laughs> I must have been my imagination. It's probably just fancy taking, and then I, I actually, like, at this moment, like, like, wipe a, like, like, move, like, a tuft of hair out from her face. It's like, that's what's happening whenever, now Dan can do whatever he was going to do. But, like, I'm actually having, like, a moment where I'm actually, like, touching her a little it's bit. It's beautiful and it's sensitive and neither of you notice that the back wall kind of thumps and one of the picture frames shakes as there are sort of low-level screams still happening in the background. I was going to say, like, am I about to make a second Molotov cocktail? You or may. like Like, is Carrie just using the alcohol? Like, just pulling down bottle by bottle and just, like, ripping off articles of, you know what? We're doing that. You know what? I'm not even going to ask you for permission. We're doing that. Carrie has now ripped through the majority of her Victorian skirt. Fantastic. Nice. Yes. So, so she's 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 a little more risque than normal. Um, and we were gonna roll whether or not she heard to keep other people safe or not. Do we still want to do that, or do we want to assume the fact that she threw one meant that she did not hear anything? Um, I think that the fact that like the guy who runs this bar is, is like shoulder deep in a red balloon is maybe overriding your, um, higher brain functions right now. Um, there's just a lot of Scottish yelling in the corner and I think it might be distracting you. She has the brilliant PA idea of like, I'll just grab some alcohol and, uh, grab those matches I asked for and just start ripping off that skirt to start making like old timey makeshifty what she would consider, a Molotov cocktail. We're just going to say it works that way. It's, it's just going to work yeah. for this story. Setting. Uh, yeah, it, it will work very, very well. If you succeed, uh, an ingenuity right. and knowledge roll, or if you have any bonuses that would apply to, um, I'm, I'm let open. me see. Nope. Not unless I'm going to yell before I throw this Molotov. Cocktail. I feel like you might. I, I do have voice of authority. Um, I'm not really sure what she would try to be screaming right now. I'm going to say that probably in a panic moment, Carrie reverts to Vietnamese and just starts yelling like um, <laughs> the, okay. the, the Vietnamese version of, um, oh my God, which is, which literally means, oh, heaven and earth. But it's a little bit more dramatic than that. So you can take that as like an, oh my God. She's just yelling like Vietnamese at the top of her lungs because she knows like this is... The, it, we're in full survival mode, folks. You will please take the bonus for voice of authority. Thank you. Uh, which is a plus two? I believe so, yes. Yeah, okay. Right now we're sitting at a we're sitting at a thirteen. How much do you like haggis? Me, me or just or, or, or Carrie? <laughs> Well, you're going to grill a Scotsman, so it's a relevant <laughs> question. If you're looking to aim a little, I'm going to need, like, imagine a bullseye. If you want to hit the outer ring of the bullseye, uh, that's nothing. Uh, if you want to hit sort of the middle ring of that bullseye, I'm going to need one. If you want to hit the bullseye, I need two. Right. Well, I was ready to give you two, so why don't we just do that anyways? I was originally going to say five when you were like, how many story points do you want to give me? I was going to just yell out five and then like have you have to make up something. I will do that because 
I mean, we're in part two. Well, Things well, can get well, wild. I, I do, but I, I, I also know that this is not the final go yet, so I don't want to waste that storytelling, Michael. Don't push me like that. Don't push Carrie in a corner like that. She's giving you two. I'll take them. I'm taking those two. I'm keeping them. Uh, so yes, you throw the Molotov cocktail. It arcs beautifully through the air. Um, it explodes all over the little girl. And she screams out uh, as she falls backwards through the bar, pulling the balloon with her. Um, the balloon also catches fire. Uh, it releases Alexander, um, whose arm is intact, but clearly very, very uh, uh, wounded, we shall say. Uh, it's, it being a family show, uh, he quickly hides it under his jacket so as not to reveal uh, the level of destruction we're dealing with. Yeah, so um, your first Molotov cocktail has been successful. The little girl has retreated outside, but you can see um, outside that her the rest of her family is closing in. As a wise Kenobi once told another Skywalker like yourself, Alexander, let's get the high ground. I don't... What's a, what's a Kenobi? Anywho, back in the dressing room area, uh, Travis, I... God, I just want you to find them, but I need to justify it. This is the vexing power of being a game master. Well, uh, I mean, I can't uh, imagine there are too many back rooms to this small pub. Fair, yes. Give me a, give me an awareness and knowledge roll. Uh, add on sense of direction. I think you have brave. So mm-hmm. just, just add brave on there. Cool. I'm starting this roll at a 13. Well, uh, 18. I answered my own question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, there is an innate connection now that your mind has been uh, reactivated to technology. Now that you sensed the tech on the boy out there, um, the, the member of the family that's attacking, that a sort of sense has reawoken, a connection between you and the rest of the team on the TARDIS. And you get a sense that the doctor is behind uh, one of the dressing room doors. Um, but strangely, you also get the sense that the doctor is standing in front of the bookshop, which is quite odd, I can imagine. Um, but you should probably deal with the closer one right now. Yeah, so I, I see it's a dressing room, and I open the door, and I'm like, and I'm like no time for modesty, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and say that you uh, walk in on a big ol' smooch, um, which is probably very awkward for your former uh, work colleague and uh, your sister. So that's kind of weird. Uh, Sorry, buddy. Can you just take like four psychic damage? No, not really. So when the the door kicks open and we get after there's very much a... Travis, you're supposed to knock. I, I, I'm sorry. Look, th- there's no time to explain. We have to go right now. Uh, uh, Miss Redfern, I'm so sorry, but we have to go right now. I can't go anywhere. Look at me. It doesn't matter. Come on. And I, 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 I'll spend a story point if I want to, but if there's like an overcoat in the dressing room, I, I, yeah. I, I you will like throw that over, uh, over. Probably charity. the coat that I was wearing earlier. I, I think I, the coat that I wore with me to the, the pub would probably be hanging on the Perfect. Under, like, coat yeah. Give me that point. I'm taking it. You just grab that coat and throw it over your sister. I say, there's there's no time to explain, and frankly, no one's gonna notice right now. I, I say this lovingly. No one, there's a lot going on right now. I don't think Sarah Jane is as, like, 
stubborn as the doctor. Hmm. So I think that if if Travis throws a coat over her and starts pulling her with him, she's just going to like start to go and like not necessarily wanting to, but like hmm. doesn't feel like she has the ability to stop it. So Joan's going to follow along. I think I have once I have the two of them in tow, I want to try to meet up again with Carrie because we we need the team, frankly, right now. Uh, we need the team. So I'm going to I'm going to usher them to the front and kind of once I get to the main dining area, see uh, a little girl on fire. Uh, I'm going to need a moment to compose myself and then look behind the bar and not at all surprised to see Carrie going to light what is probably her second Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. And everything adds up. The dots all connect for why is this little girl on fire? Oh, yeah. it's because Carrie's behind the bar. I'll say that as you uh, walk back into the bar, it's almost as though and I, I, I don't particularly love when uh, actual play podcasts do this, but I am going to do that. It's as though the camera has been set on a tripod and it's panning from you and Sarah Jane uh, and Joan running into the bar sort of uh, on, on, on one direction uh, towards the bar, uh, seamlessly seeing Carrie throw throwing her second Molotov cocktail out the window, which uh, lands at the feet of the flaming uh, uh, little girl. I'm going to give you that one for free. Um, so yeah, you are in the middle of, was it Home Alone 5 now? Anyway, yes. <laughs> and I think uh, once Travis assesses what's going on, he turns back to Sarah Jane and uh, Joan, and I'm, n- I'm now asking you, would I know if there's a back door to this place? I think you would have seen it, uh, honestly, on the, w- the, the, the the reason the dressing room is on the way back to the bathrooms is that there, there there's a, a, a back door out to those facilities as well. Um, so you would know that you could go back the way you came and out the back of the bar. I say to the, the, the two, uh, let's just call them the couple. I say to the couple, I know it's rushing things, but I say, you two, I need you to sneak out the back door. Joan, I need you to get Sarah to the books bookshop as soon as possible. And then without waiting for a response, I basically like run and slide behind the bar. (laughs) When you say that, Sarah's like, we were just there. We could have left that. What? And then like, and then Joan probably pulls me down the hallway. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you can yell at him later. Come on. This is actually a great opportunity to check in with uh, Dean. Um, Mm. Ben, you arrive at the bookshop to find it closed and locked. Uh, but I think if uh, I'd say with your uh, enhanced senses, um, Dean does notice that there is a flaming little girl standing outside the Washington Arms, uh, flanked by two other um, uh, uh, strange-looking uh, folks. Um, and I'll, the, go, I'll go one further. I don't think I need enhanced senses, enhanced senses at all, to spot a child fire. You know what? That's really fair. I'm not going to ask for any story points. That's, yeah, okay. Um, okay. I think, if anything, I should get a story point back. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, anyway. If anything, I should get two story points back. You see the, the flaming, um, you see the family uh, attacking the, the bar. You see the empty bookshop, and you can sense that there is a door in there that is not exactly a door. And you... Notice, I think with that sort of 11th doctor, click, 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 uh, frame by frame vision, you put together that there are these various pieces in the square. There is the shed full of uh, boys watch items. There is the bookshop with a potential uh, repository of things you may now be able to understand. There is an enemy and you, I think you can feel the, the other doctor, the, the real doctor, um, 
moving towards you. Okay. Am I also, and this may be a tough question, am I getting anything from the TARDIS itself? Is the TARDIS in kind of a standby mode, or am I, am I able to sense the presence of that? The TARDIS is asleep. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, as a Time Lord, I think you can sense the presence of a TARDIS. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. But you don't know what that is. Okay, this is... A lot of this is very, very new to me, um, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely... I think that the 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 boys club kids meal box I I definitely see that uh, and I think I'm gonna try to is it locked is it is it bolted shut in any way? Uh, yeah, there is a lock on it. Okay, I want to kick the lock off. Oh, I, I want to kick it. it off. Just give me a straight up uh, strength and fighting. Oh, I moved some numbers around. These are no longer my strong suits. <laughs> well, <laughs> I gave you the choice. I still have unlucky, uh, but I did roll. So my strength is two, and my fighting is one, and my total is five. Would you like uh, to give up uh, some story points? Because right now you are at a no end. Yeah, I think right now you misunderestimate your... uh, uh, You misestimate, however that is, uh, your strength. Misjudged. if you were not to spend any story points, you would kick the lock in such a way that you would propel yourself away from the shed and fall on your butt. Oh, like like that glitch on Super Mario 64 where you can kind of reverse butt jump through an entire level in record place. I'm going to spend two story points to take it up to a no butt. And okay. that's where I'll let it be. Excellent. All right. Um, so for a no butt, uh, you get the lock open, but it makes quite a sound. Um, I will okay. say it's it's notable. But you are inside the shed. Okay, I step inside of the shed. What do I see inside of the shed? Um, could you do a uh, 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 awareness and technology roll? Eleven. Okay, for an eleven, uh, yeah, you see um, uh, clearly labeled and itemized boxes of uh, supply rations, uh, combat knives, maps, uh, blankets, all sorts of things, including a box of uh, near-pristine pistols. What sort of blankets are we looking at here? <laughs> uh, sort of woolen. Um, they look, they they look like that somebody's like grandma. They they got them out of an old shed and just were like, here we have blankets now. The, okay. the famous blankets of war. The blankets of war. The war blankets coming soon to Big Finish Audio. <laughs> Amazing. Do these blankets look fire retardant? I'm genuinely no. asking about the blankets. They are... How flammable are... Are they the kind of blankets you can throw over a person? They are the kind of blankets you could throw over a person, but they are crocheted blankets, so they would probably catch on fire. Okay. I think what I'm going to do instead is grab an gun and then uh, run towards the the flaming pub. Uh, I... You're not an American, so I will propose this question to you in the interests of fairness. Would you like to grab some ammunition before you leave the show? Listen, I've played video games. Ammunition is uh, naturally occurring. You can find it in crates. You can find it in barrels. Uh, generally, you find it when you kill a caca demon. So I'm po- no, yeah, I will definitely grab some ammunition. And now for, our, for our international listeners, uh, ammunition is uh, gun food. Yes, the it's the little Pez you put in the little Pez yeah. dispenser, and when you <laughs> anyway, um. They've all been shot at by American guns. They know what ammunition is. <laughs> They've been watching our movies for so long. They've grown resentful. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. 
okay, while Dean is taking the time to painstakingly load a gun. So Travis and Carrie, you are behind the bar. There are uh, monsters outside. You have uh, pushed the Doctor and Joan out into the wilds. And Travis, you have sensed the presence of two Doctors. How's everybody feeling? Good? Great? Making Molotovs? How are we doing? All right, so we're we're behind the bar uh yes you know i i would say i'm working on number two you said at least uh you have thrown your second molotov cocktail it exploded in front of the family and i will let you know that the crashing of the bottle this time you notice that most acutely uh the father but also the teen boy they wince at the sound they they clearly don't like the loud sound um, of particularly the shatter. It, although paradoxically, they seem to quite enjoy the sound of screaming. Yeah. So yeah, so we're we're back there. You're you're building Molotov number three, uh, and I'm like, okay, I found the doctor. She, uh, I had uh, Joan take her back to the bookshop. I, weirdest thing, I felt like there were two doctors, but not that guy who on the street. I think it was back by the bookshop. If if we can make big enough distraction, we can slip out the back and meet up with them. I think you're right. Whatever you're saying, yes. While you finish with that, I will, I will cover you. And I, uh, I reach up and just grab a bottle, whichever one is within reach. And I'm just going to uh, not so much throw it at anyone, but I want to throw it kind of at like the top of the door frame of like the entrance. Can you uh, give me a coordination and marksman? Oh, this should be fun. I like having fun. We all have fun here. Yeah. That's going to be a grand total of 10, which is better than I thought it would be. And as you said, you weren't sort of, you're not particularly aiming it. So yeah, you hit the door frame. Um, it shatters. You, again, you would particularly this time notice that wince from uh, uh, father, uh, the, the father and, and uh, uh, the teen boy, the son. And they are currently... Uh, the teen boy has taken off his jacket. He's trying to put out uh, the little girl. Um, but they're distracted as the two of you are, are uh, as the bottle shatters. Carrie, throw the next one through the big plate glass window in the front. I think they don't like the sound of glass shattering. Glass breaking. Love it. We've got a lot of glass in here. This is a bar. I've got a plan B right here. And Alexander comes out from uh, uh, behind the kitchen um, and uh, still sort of uh, cradling his, his wounded arm, and he puts a uh, uh, serviceman's uh, sort of a small army box on the table and opens it and reveals a, a service revolver. Uh, and he says, um, if either of you can, uh, can handle this, I, I, unfortunately, uh, they got my shooting arm with that, uh, the big old balloon there. Carrie, have you ever used one of these? Shot a gun? A real one? Yeah, you know, I used to hit womp rats. I'm sorry, this is not the time for that. No, it's um, always the time for that. I will always appreciate that, but... Okay, uh, uh, besides the womp rats, though, my brother used to have me go to, like, Boy Scout things and... Okay, great, and okay. I hand her the gun. <laughs> oh, oh, you meant this kind of gun. Uh, Travis, what is the kickback on this? It's just a pistol. It's a, I don't know. You're the one who's used oh, it one. it kicks like a mule. <laughs> Okay, kicks like a meal. Okay, uh, uh, do we have ammunition for this? Yes, it's already it's already loaded. I I, I, I I put I put the bullets in the gun. Are you sure you're the right person for this one? I mean, would you like to shoot the gun with your one arm, Skywalker? I don't know what a Skywalker is, but I'll. It feels like a no. 
No, I think Carrie tucks the the pistol away for right now because it's it's a means to an end. Hmm. So I think she starts rallying. She rallies Alexander and Travis into collecting all of the glass ware and mm. the glass bottles. I think you hear from outside. Uh, you see, these are the issues with your companions, Doctor. They're always quibbling and squabbling when they could be getting it done. That's why you have to give your sweet, sweet lives to me. I will be a better doctor, greater doctor, unburdened by kindness or care. I will make this universe better. But first, I'll have to kill the two of you. And you see outside uh, the false doctor. Cheek is his name. He pulls the tip off of his sonic screwdriver because it is, in fact, not a sonic screwdriver. Uh, a long uh, needle extends out the tip of the, the, uh, what ends up being a sonic foil. Uh, and the, the needle begins buzzing in the air like a long fencing foil. Um, and uh, they begin closing in. Similarly, uh, the teen boy, whose name is Root, uh, he uh, reaches out with the palm of his hand towards you, but then a crystal extrudes out of the palm of his hand, and he's holding it, and it begins to glow ominously. Uh, and uh, uh, the little girl, her name is Tooth, the balloon, gum. Uh, they are moving towards you as well, and the balloon is swelling. Yes, Dean. Ben, I would at this point like to yell, "Excuse me!" Uh, and and cheek stops mid speech and turns around to you and goes, "What the you? Who's what? Hmm?" And then I I I I, I grab the gun and I point it as I'm running towards, and then I f I flip the gun 180 degrees so I'm holding the the barrel, and then I throw it like a boomerang. Yes! It's a beautiful move. I love it. Give me, um... Ooh, give me coordination and... Is your marksman or your athletics better? Oh, my athletics is much better. Then do athletics. Okay. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I rolled a, I rolled a dirty 20. Oh, yeah, you bop cheek right in the noggin. Um, it just whaps him right between the eyes with your, your newfound incredible Time Lord, uh, I guess, arm. You're the, you're the, you're the pitcher. Incredible news. Uh, maybe that's a questionable time. We'll work on it later. Um, uh, uh, but Cheek is, uh, just stumbles backwards and is like, ah, are you what? How? Kill him first. Uh, and uh, so uh, Root and uh, Tooth turn and start running towards you. I, I, all I say is, well, I guess you're going to have to catch me. And I just, I just do a 180 and bolt in the opposite direction. Excellent. Uh, you are in a chase with uh, uh, Tooth and Root. Meanwhile, Cheek remains behind and turns back to the bar uh, and looks to Travis and Carrie. Uh, if you are still there, uh, if you would like to spend story points to escape, that's also possible. But if you'd like to make your stand in the bar, please let me know. What does Cheek find? I would assume Carrie shoots the gun at him because I don't think she understands the rules quite yet. She mm. believes that this is just another human being. Um, so shooting would technically be the correct logical response. Yes, murder uh, is the correct response. <laughs> yeah, you're in America. Look, I get it. I've Give already me a... thrown Molotov cocktails. You really got to clock me for shooting a gun? No, of course not. Coordination and marksman. Oh, no. Oh, this is not good. Oh, this is like a six. A six? Oof. That's a yes and. 
Oh, really? No. No. <laughs> um, I'll say that's a no, but um, you won't be harmed, uh, but you, will do, you won't do any uh, gun harm. Is that acceptable to you? Yeah, I figured I wasn't going to do any gun harm anyways because okay. this is a, a, an alien species, and I'm, I'm guessing that the, the, uh, the way the rules of human anatomy does not apply to this species. Very fair. Um, I will say that, uh, Carrie, you are distracted and drop the gun in front of you because it is very loud, explodes in your hand, and is not like any other thing you've ever used before. Travis, uh, you notice that even though the bullet goes wide, it has nothing to do with uh, uh, aiming, uh, um, that Cheek still like puts his head in his hands and, and shrinks down in pain. Like the sound of the gunshot is incredibly painful to him. Would I know of a, like in the center of town, is there like a clock tower with like a, uh, or anything like that? Or Dan, uh, we already did that one. I know. Or is there maybe some sort of like bell alarm system that would be like how the boys watch would be called in the event of an emergency kind of thing? Like, um, I will say there is a, Oh, what am I thinking? It's the 1910s. Uh, there's a church. There's a church in the square. Great. Carrie. Yeah? We got to get out of here. You get to the bookshop and it's time to get the doctor back. And I'm going to go to the church and basically try to hold them off with the church bells. You get to the doctor and you awaken her. Oh, great idea. Uh, can you somehow circle them back from the church over to the bookstore so that they're within ear range? Oh, I think everyone in town's gonna hear this bell. Dean! Uh, you are running through uh, Town Square, um, and as the uh, creatures are behind you, uh, could you make an awareness and survival check? I sure can. 16. Oh, that's excellent. You see the members of the Boys Watch and Rowcastle assembled in front of you, uh, and they are all armed. And Rowcastle uh, points his pistol at you and says, Stop right there. What are you doing? What have you done to the bar? I haven't done anything. Why do you always assume it's me? What do you mean? Who are you? I, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question because I think that might get me in trouble. Blobby things there. Five rounds rapid. Oh, oh, oh Ben. It's time. I've been waiting. Could you give me presents and convince? Seventeen. Would you like to bonus that at that? Uh, where am I at right now? Where does that put me? I'd say you're at a yes, but this is kind of a big lift. You're a stranger, but um, things are heightened and their attention could be drawn. Yeah, I'm absolutely willing to spend two story points to take it up to a yes and. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, so they end up looking behind you and seeing uh, Tooth and... Uh, Root running towards uh, you. They uh, open fire with their pistols. It is very loud. Uh, it is a, a noise so loud that it is heard by uh, Sarah Jane and Joan, who I think we should check in on, uh, running towards the bookshop. I think you're closing in towards the bookshop, and um, if you were to look, could prob. I mean, you obviously have just heard the sound of gunfire from the square. So I think Joan is... Um, has stopped close to the door and is saying, what, what, what is that? It, sound, it sounds like trouble. It sounds like something's going on. I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what Carrie was fighting and, and what, what, what Travis was yelling. And they, they called, they called me the doctor. And I don't, it's like my stories, but 
That's... I think... I think it's best if we get inside, and we can, we can probably discuss it a, a little more safely there. Um, you, 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 have, you have your keys, right? I, and I, like, fish around. Luckily, they're in the pocket of my overcoat, because otherwise I would not have had keys. Yeah, I fumble, and I, I use the keys, because that is all my character sheet, I think, that I have. And yes, indeed. I, I have the keys, and I think that I go running upstairs with Joan to... I lock the door behind me, and then mm. I go running upstairs to where my journal is that I've been keeping, and I... Look, I start flipping through it, looking for things to show Joan. Like, this is what I, I don't understand. I, I've seen. And I think you flip to a page that is a silhouette drawing that is clearly uh, a tall man, uh, uh, a smaller silhouette of another uh, man and a girl with a balloon. You have drawn literally these figures in your journal. I, how could I have? How is that possible? I don't know. I've always felt like my body was wrong, but this this feels different than that. This feels more intense. I something something is wrong with me. Sarah Jane, I don't think anything's wrong with you at all. I think I think you're wonderful as you are. I I think you're wonderful too, and I, I don't I don't know what's happening and I, I don't know why the world is the way that it is that I would meet someone like you being someone like me and I really want to play that game of chess with you. I really want to play that game of chess too. And that is absolutely when Carrie comes crashing through the door. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I just, I'm, imagining, absolutely. I'm imagining Carrie like Kramer sliding into the, into the room. Yeah, just the door opens. But down, 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 now. Yeah, she's in her bloomers because remember, the skirt is mm -hmm. like gown. So not, not very ladylike at all. Carrie in pants. Car Carrie, what? Uh, first of all, knock. Um, but what happened to your what happened to your clothes? Oh, okay. I'll just knock real quick. <laughs> okay, great. You have Gunther. <laughs> I need Gunther. Yes, I have Gunther. You're scaring her, and I I, I pet no, her, I and you, then you might notice now that the collar is gone. Sarah, where is Gunther's collar? I don't think it was my day to watch it. Um, she. You know how cats. Uh, <laughs> uh, I. We need Gunther's collar. I I don't know now. why you're yelling at me about a cat's collar right now. There was a girl with a balloon made of skin out there, and she's in my book. Now explain to me why that is, and then tell me about cats' collars. Well, I don't know, but I shot somebody, and then they didn't die. So Can, we're both you, in bad wait, news you bears shot right now. Someone? You shot someone. Carrie, they'll send you back to jail. Look, it's okay. I've been in jail before. This uh, this is not the time to talk about my sordid past, okay? All we need to do I, is find Gunther's collar. And I, I need- I'm worried about you. And she's like literally holding the doctor's face between her two palms, like the idiot sandwich thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Look I'm, at me, I'm Sarah. Looking, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you. All of those dreams, they're real. The journal oh. is real. I need, I need you to, this is not the opium. This is not the opium talking, Sarah. I didn't know you did opium. I need you. <laughs> that, seems, that just seems like a rude thing to assume about someone. I'm sorry. Uh, Kate, could you make right a now. coordination and <laughs> survival check for me? Just to make sure you don't accidentally just slap, like, idiot sandwich. Oh, no. Oops. I'm planning Oops. something. You know me. Coordination and survival? Yes, please. Okay. If you fail, you crush my head. I know, right? She just like... Can I shingle here? Like a go-gurt. 
Carrie plays the doctor's head like an accordion. I've been watching too much Invincible, I just know. With a yes, but okay. uh, you know that Joan is behind you. Um, if you were to give me story points, you might be able to do something about what happens next. Or would you like to play it for drama? Ooh. I mostly want to see how, how it plays out. Like that's where I I'm so at. badly want to like elbow back at Joan. So part of me like wants to just like play this out. I was not intending on a cat fight, but uh, whoops. <laughs> I'm actually holding a cat uh, right now. Oh right, God, exactly. no! Oh, it's multi-layered. Uh, do I get? Do I get? bonuses for being reliable and this is the doctor we're talking about and then in this instance you are operating against sarah jane so i have to say i'm operating against her copy that is there any way shape or form that gunther can be involved in this somehow because I have animal friendship and animal lover, so th- I'm just like this is this is yeah. I was like these things are things we have never used before, so okay, I want I want to um, use them. That would take you to a sixteen. This is perfect. Cool. All right, with the sixteen, you see uh, as you're holding the doctor, your your gaze drifts down uh, uh, to Gunther, and you see in Gunther's eye the reflection of Joan moving behind you. I love it. I love it. Yes. And she is raising a flower pot t- towards your head. I will absolutely roll for this, um, but is there any way <laughs> the the motion Carrie's gonna do is like kind of like that that back elbow, like almost like a a bird? Thing. How how tall is is uh, Nurse Redfern compared to me? I think you'd catch her kind of in a belly. Oh, like right under the ribs. Yeah, you could get her that way. Yeah, let's 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 go for it. Let's go for the the first thing that I'm gonna try to do is let go of Sarah Jane's face and just go back with the elbows. Okay, the letting go is the freebie. The attack is gonna cost you. I'm gonna need a coordination and fighting roll. Oh no! Why? Why, Carrie? Why? You keep doing you it to yourself. So much more than you. Ten? We're at a ten. Uh, that's. I'm sorry. That's a no, but. I mean, we can work with a no but. This might be fun. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, the king suddenly died. Yeah, unless unless it's death, then I should probably give you story points. <laughs> no, you're not going to die. I think, though, uh, with a no but, you catch Joan in the gut, but that makes her drop the flower pot, which still falls on your head. Ah, so now I'm a bit concussive. Yes, I, like I think this. you're on the ground, um, and I would say for now it will be a minus two to coordination. For now. Oh, that would put me at zero. Great, excellent. Uh, Teamwork. As do I? Do I have enough faculty to grab her by the ankles while I'm on the ground? Yes, but uh, uh, can I uh, intercede yeah. and be like, "Wait, yeah, absolutely. stop, stop, stop fighting over me! I, I don't want this. I don't want you hurting each other." This is not about you, Sarah. Well, it is about you, Sarah Jane, but it's not That's about not, you. I didn't mean it like, I didn't mean it like that. I meant stop. I don't mean to be rude, but it feels very much about Sarah Jane. I need you're you both to my, be quiet. You're, you're both my, you're my friend and my girl. I don't know. Um, I we haven't talked about it yet. I, I, I. I, I, I care about you both a lot, and I don't want you hurting each other. Stop. It, it, uh, do I have to give you story points for this, but um, is there any way that Carrie would have tucked her 
fanny pack in between the corset and like the the bloomers and she mm. has possibly like grabbed it to like tie mrs redfern's ankles together that's where i'm at i don't know or no, like we're, we're in your room right now i can't give you that but i will no, say for a story point you can find like a belt on the ground i here's what i can give you i can give you this because you're in my bedroom right Mm. Right, yeah. I, at the beginning of the episode, first part, I shoved the batch of clothing from the night before that I had hidden from when mm-hmm. I, when I performed you. as Sarah Jane at, Va- at a vaudeville theater. Thank you. Actually, that's... There uh, is a scarf in reaching distance. Perfect. That I, would probably, I, probably, perfect. I probably threw a scarf over my head while traveling to disguise myself and hide myself. Right. I, I actually really like this idea. In fact, I will spend one of my story points to give it to you so you don't have to spend one of yours because I have eight and I haven't used any of them. So I will give you one of my story points to say that I left a scarf on the floor. Well, I was going to say, like, even just using your box of costumes underneath your bed, I think well, that's I'm, 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 I'm spending the story point to say there's a scarf in that box. Yeah, it's sitting there ready to grab. Ah, ah, sorry, I apologize. I would say while, while fighting with her ankles, <laughs> I notice <laughs> Sarah Jane's box of uh, performance items underneath the bed you know what you know what she's gonna reach out with her legs and try to do like like a uh not exactly like the black widow takedown sort of latch leg thing on a human but like that latch like thing on the box okay i'm assuming we're close enough to do that because these rooms are pretty tiny yeah if you're going for the box that'll just be let me get coordination and athletics oh thank you i have zero i'm, tr- I'm trying to help <laughs> Oh, do I count that? I'll count that. That's a, okay. 11? I will say that is a yes. You have secured the scarf. The scarf specifically. Great. Yeah, that's a a good old yes and. I'd say you've you've got the scarf and you got a head of steam. Um, I'd say even you grab the scarf and maybe you you do the the TV movie character head shake and um, get one of your coordinations back. Perfect. Why not? Pot didn't fall that far. I'm trying to be helpful here. Just let me yeah. let me help you. Let me let help me help you. I I understand you. I, I'm I'm guessing we're still tussling while uh, Sarah Jane is, yeah. is kind of in, in, emotionally. I've been trying to avoid this, but I yeah. I think Joan is also. I'm trying to avoid rolling as characters, but I just I have to do it. Well, yeah, because we're kind of in actual conflict now. Exactly. Um, oh, she's terrible at fighting. That's wonderful. Um, that's just so lovely. Uh, I think um, Joan is going to move to to like give you a kick. Uh, uh-huh. But if um, if Sarah Jane, you'd like to interrupt that yeah. on the table. I think that if I if. If I see that Carrie is trying to like trip her with this scarf and then Joan's trying to attack her, um, I am going to kind of like grab Joan by the waist and kind of like sweep her over to the bed like comfortably and set her down, kind of getting her out of the way range of the combat. Oh and my. I, and I, I'm going to, I, I'm going to say to Carrie, um, and I can roll if you need me to to see if that succeeds, but. Um, yeah, can I get uh, a coordination and athletics? Sure. I'm just hoping to turn this into a Three Stooges moment in a bedroom. Yeah, that was a 13. 13. Pretty decent roll. 
Um, yeah, that was really good. I'm going to let you just have that. You, uh, you pull, um, Joan out of the fray, uh, and Carrie, uh, just as Carrie, you tighten your scarf lasso. It's, it's a very, uh, uh, actiony moment. The, the scarf sweeps as Joan is swept off her feet, uh, by Sarah Jane. Um, Here's what I think happens because I'm going to say that like I swept her up like I was going to put her on the bed, but instead I right. I, I literally swept her off her feet, mm -hmm. um, and I'm holding her in my arms, and then I fall back onto the bed with her in my arms because like the, I didn't expect the 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 weight as much because I'm not this character Sarah Jane's not used to action hero moves, so mm -hmm. I think that like she was trying to be smooth and get Joan out of the way, but instead she um, swept her up, but then like fell back herself with like keeping Joan safe. But now, like, I'm sitting on the bed and she's in my arms. Like, so it's very romantic looking, but it was a little yes. bit awkward at the same time. And there is I like, like a, a thrashing carry on the floor. It's yeah. Perfect. And then I'm, and then uh, I'm, yeah. I shout, I go, stop fighting both of you. I did, there, if there is a monster out there, it's not going to be helpful for the two of you to fight. And look, I don't know a lot about this doctor that you keep swimming about, screaming about, but if the doctor is real, from what I know from these dreams that I've been having, she wouldn't want you to beat up another person, Carrie, so stop it. I'm in a corset anyways. I'm too tired to be fighting and this whale boning and... Uh, you're, just, you're very lucky today. Very lucky. I don't feel very lucky to be... Well, I, do, I mean, I do feel lucky uh, to be here, uh, uh, Sarah, but I honestly, I have to say, you may, you may need to consider a, a new maid. Good heavens. Okay, well, while we're insulting me, I need you to figure out who has been around Gunther within the last 48 hours. Well, what about that, uh, that, that homeless boy you, you keep helping? Dean! Dean. Cut to Dean. You watch as Tooth rears up, having just ripped the midsection out of Rowcastle. Blood, smear in her mouth. Uh, the boys watches a gunfire thing. It, it worked for a bit. And then oh. they ran out of bullets, and then uh, Rowcastle got eaten. So okay. you and the Boys Watch are now running. Where are you running towards? I yell to the Boys Watch, get to safety, find somewhere safe, hide, stay out of sight. Um, and then I try to veer down a, I don't know if it's like a side street or an alleyway, but my goal is to kind of uh, U-turn back and try to get to the bookshop. Perfect. Uh, yes, as you and the boys watch a split as a, a sort of fork in the road, uh, one of the boys stops for a second, uh, the captain of the boys watch, Merriweather, uh, and he looks as you run towards the bookshop and just says to himself, uh, as if wondering, um, is this someone familiar? But it couldn't be. Uh, and he goes uh, off uh, as you head towards the bookshop. Yes, you are at the bookshop front entrance. What do you do? Uh, I reach the front door and I bang on it furiously. And you hear in your mind from the bauble, uh, under the mat, under the mat, look under the mat. Alright, I look under the mat and I there. find a spare TARDIS. key. Oh, spare no, you, just, key. you find a spare key right. to the front door. As it approaches 1am on a Sunday morning, uh, uh, Dean, you enter the, uh, bookshop. At the same time, uh, Travis, you have reached the church. Um, unfortunately, the front doors are locked. Yeah. What do you do? I kick it and I immediately say, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you enter the church um, and uh, the uh, it's it's empty. There's nobody there. Uh, it's a big, broad, uh, echoey space. And um, uh, Yeah, I'm scrambling up to the, the bell tower. 
Could you give me awareness and awareness and knowledge? Uh, any bonuses? Um, no. Okay. I don't think Travis goes to church. No. Uh, that's an 18. That's still great. Yeah, you see there's um, – for an 18, I'll, I'll give you a yes and on that. There's, there's a sign that's like up to Bell Tower and you, you start running up those. Um, I think though as you, um, you look at the stairs, you see that there are – it's like a comedy number of stairs. So if you go, it's going to take you like a cartoon amount of time. Yeah. Uh, can we say I'm up there because the – fight that took place between the three ladies took a while and now I'm at the top. <laughs> you reach the top of the bell tower. Um, you see the bell tower there. Uh, uh, there it's the standard movie set, uh, four pillar, uh, square kind of rooftop bell set in the thing. Yep. Big old dinger ready to go. It's a dinger. It's not a rope to pull. It's a rope to pull. Oh, no, no, no. I was right. asking because I, I wanted to make sure. No, that it should be a rope to pull. Okay. Uh, actually there would have been a rope to pull all the way downstairs. What am I thinking? How many story points uh, that I have my Game Boy in my suit pocket? For four story points, I will say that you have the Game Boy and you have two batteries. Uh, and you can put the Game Boy back together. Or however many batteries is required for a Game oh, Boy. Oh, four. You can That's why I was confused. <laughs> four. I, clearly, I'm a gamer. I love games. I'm a gamer. Um, That's fine. A, a pog champ, baby. Um, you have four batteries. Uh, the, requ- the requisite amount of batteries for uh, a Game Boy. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I pop those in and basically I want to, um, use the transmit function to activate all of the radios in town. Um, Radios were invented in 1894. I looked it up. Smart. Uh, okay. Yes. We already established a radio in our, in our living room. Yep. Yes. Oh yes. All right. So yeah, transmit is on. to connect to all the radios in town. Yeah, I've already made you uh, give me four story points. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's done. Let's rock. Cool. It's bell time. I yank on the the rope and basically I am broadcasting the church bells to every radio in town. And my hope is actually it's loud enough to shatter glass. Also, I'm basically wreaking destruction on this town. Yeah, that um, is uh, perfect. Uh, the the sound, the cacophony of bells, the sound of bells um, uh, rings through the entirety of Faringham, loud, uh, uh, resonant, incredible. Uh, glass shakes and shatters. Every pane of glass that has one of the Boys' Watch permits explodes because they should. Um, <laughs> and and the. Uh, uh, Dean, as you turn back uh, at the front door of the bookshop, you see um, the remaining, well, the three members of the family, they, they've returned, they're closing in, but as the bells ring, they, they fall to their knees in, in agony, in unbelievable pain. They, they, they can't move. They're, they're immobile. They are stopped. Uh, but only as long as the, the bells continue. Okay. I want to run to where I can sense the doctor. The doctor is upstairs. Okay, and then I run upstairs. <laughs> I'm imagining that both Carrie and the doctor said, Dean! And then we turn out and Dean runs into the room. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm just going to do it that way. That is perfect. Yes, as the two of you uh, say, <laughs> Dean! Uh, Joan turns her head and goes, Dean! And Dean is, uh, uh, and, and someone she has not met before is standing in the doorframe, but she recognizes the clothes as that of Dean. 
Oh yeah, everything's a little bit smaller and and tighter on me. I've just realized because I'm a foot taller. What is? What's happened to you? Are you? Is that you? It, yes, it's it's me. I, it's oh. it's a it's a long story. I died and then I wasn't what? dead anymore. But now I am taller and I have so much hair. I have so much hair. I have so much hair. If I'm, I'm religious, just, I would be very freaked out right now. Um, oh, Joe. I am not. I'm freaked out. I am having a day. But th- there is... <sighs> I have something that has been telling me to get here. Uh, <laughs> I have an inanimate object which has been whispering to me. And I reach into my pocket and I pull out Gunther's collar. Oh, thank you. Uh, Carrie, like, probably a little too violently snatches the collar away from Dean. And hands it to Sarah Jane. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. What, what do you? What do you? What is this? I I what don't. You... All I know is is this thing has been telling has been telling me to find you. Why is it trying to find me? I'm. Um, uh, Sarah Jane. I think the second it touches your hand, uh, well, you have this this moment of hesitation, and then I think you look down at the the. Sorry to narrate maybe too much, but you look down at the the crystal, the bauble, in the center of the collar. Um, you look to the, the crystal bauble in the center of the collar, and you just hear one phrase uh, uh, from, in a voice, a familiar voice, your voice. It says to you, break the glass. No, no, and I, I drop it um, onto the bed, and I, and I get back away from it in fear. And I, I don't, I don't. It, it, what, what is it? What? It asked me to break it. It, it, it was my voice. It, went, it, it was. It, and I think that. Can I roll to see if I kind of intuitively understand what it's trying to get me to do? Yeah. Ooh, give me awareness and technology. Ooh. Not very good for me right now. Um, oh, no. Um, that is. This might. Dan, this might be my new lowest, ro- my lowest roll in the history of the show. Oh, um, no. Because that is a four. It's not terrible, but. Um, cause I, I started with a five and I rolled, so I got a nine, I got a nine total. I got a That's single digit, That's like a, a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I roll single digits a lot. I think that's perfect. At a nine, your, this thing activates the same fear that the, the carries door, the, the strange blue door yeah. that she goes into at night. It, I, this that closet it terrifies no, you. No, it it wants to kill me. It wants to destroy me. It wants to consume me. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. What? What do you What do you mean? What are you trying to do to her? I I I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I should be dead right now. And this thing saved my life. I I cannot picture this thing destroying anything. I need. I I'm confused. Besides the confidence of the only man in this room, Sarah Jane, y- you just, you, you have to trust me and you can't be afraid of the potential of dying, as you put it. Um, you, you have no idea what that actually means or what this potentially could be for you. You, you know that weird feeling you keep feeling inside of that you are really someone else and you haven't felt necessarily a hundred percent this entire time and 
the dreams kind of feel weird, but they're not weird because they're familiar, and Travis and I are usually there, and... You know, this could be made a lot easier if I had some Taco Bell with me right now, but we can only share that together if you just smash the car. But Joan's not in my dreams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, Drug emoji. Wap, wap. Don't listen to her. D- D- Carrie, you sound before. insane. Why? What? What's come over you? Joan, you are an early 20th century woman, and as a 21st century woman, what I I just gotta say right now, I wish I'd gotten a heavier flower pot. Oh, yeah, me too. I wish I'd gotten your ankles a lot faster, but we didn't get our wishes today, so we, uh, uh, whatever we do, you know what, the best I can do is give you guys some alone time. I'm going to take Dean real fast because we got to figure some stuff out. we got to make some quick decisions because there are yeah. people dying outside. I, okay. I, you know oh, what? no, okay. I think you should take your time. And you all look, and in the door is standing uh, Cheek. His ears are bleeding. He's holding the sonic foil, and he looks... Oh, he's so mad. He's just... He's really, really mad, so you should do some stuff. But he is, I will tell you... Uh, conveniently at the top of the stairs. So if you want to... Um... I think I turn to everyone and I say, I, I'm going to buy you some time, but make a quick decision. And then I lunge at this thing. You like, beauty. Lunge, lunge so that we can do that psycho falling down the stairs shot together. You absolute gorgeous. Yes, please. Uh, give me a coordination and athletics. Uh, that is... I believe Brave will count here as well. 16, 8. I don't have Brave. I have Quick Reflexes. Yes. Uh, I have Reliable. Mm, Yes. Is Reliable Uh, based on... Reliable is plus two to any task left on my own to perform, so I don't think it really counts. No. uh, In this particular instance. Well, that's 16. I mean, you're... 16 is good. You're pushing... You're you're going downstairs. Okay, cool. Um, So yeah, you and Cheek uh, tumble downstairs leaving uh, Carrie and uh, uh, the couple uh, to continue their discussion. While no one else is looking, while they're all focused on that happening, uh, I'm just going to scoop up the the collar and throw it in my pocket because I'm afraid someone's going to try to use it against me, so I'm going to like hide it on my on my person. And you hear you hear in the back of your mind again as soon as you touch it, as soon as it's near you, as soon as it's on your person. Um, it's time. It's time. It's time. Break the glass. It's time. It's too late. I'm sorry. Break the glass. It's time. Just over and over and over again. Okay. And then, um, I am going to grab Joan by the hand and I'm going to run with her and use the opportunity that has been bought for us by Dean to try to get out of the house and away from what's happening right now. I will say that the options you're presented... I'm going to say with the layout of the house, the options you're presented is to, is to go downstairs past the fight that is happening mm-hmm. or further into the house towards Carrie's door. Um, is there not a window that I can climb out or anything like that? Or It, it, it would make sense for there to be like a fire. There's a, yeah, okay. There's a window. There's a fire. Yeah. Oh, there's a fire escape. It's yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. I'll a, you know what? I'll even there's spend a story a, point for that. Or, or however many yes, that makes I will, yes. For a story point, fire escape yeah. out the window. Very doctory. I yeah. love it. You could even just for some kind of narrative symmetry, you could have the for the window for the fire exit be the window behind the breakfast table where they had breakfast that morning. I think it might actually even mm. be 
the, the way that Sarah Jane sneaks in and out of the house without Travis. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I love it. So she knows very well oh. how to do it. And I think she even does it maybe without Carrie noticing. I'm, I want to I want to spend another story point to say that 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 Sarah Jane did that with Joan while Carrie was distracted watching Dean fight the 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 guy. So they snuck out to yeah. go the other way with it. For a story point, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Carrie, you look as uh, Dean and Cheek tumble down the stairs and then you turn back and much like you're trapped in Batman, the animated series, uh, the Doctor and Joan are gone. Um, Michael, I want to roll to see if I think that these people are a threat to Joan. Not not Carrie and, tra- and, and Dean, but the monster that came to the door. Okay. Um... Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say that because I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I, I do think that my I think that I'm a little bit afraid for her. Like this creature came running in, and like I think that I have this natural as the partially the doctor. I think I have a sudden instinct of like I have to protect the woman I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, uh, I'm gonna mandate you use a doctor point okay. here and roll off the doctor sheet uh, for awareness and knowledge. Okay, and can I at this point add? Um, Oh yeah, bonus yeah. up. Okay, so it's a nine to start with before any bonuses. I think Time Lord experience would probably put me at what ten or eleven. Um, yeah. Okay, right. and then yeah, I yeah. think the able to turn of the universe would probably put me up to I would say twelve. I'll say does that sound good to you? Yeah. Yeah. My my goal here is for you to get a roll so high you end up doing the planets by accident. Okay. Um, I only added, I only got a five on my rolls. That puts me at 17. Ooh. Yeah. I would say as the doctor, um, you recognize that this is a family of Krillitans. You recognize that this is the family you are running from Mm -hmm. and you recognize that they are here specifically for you and your companions. And you know, they have killed a lot of people to get to you and they'll probably just eat Joan as a snack for fun. And maybe now that they know she's important to you. And they've been coming for you for so long. They've hunted. It's only been three months for you, but you know it's been hundreds of years, hungry years for them. You know they're going to kill her for fun. Okay. And I don't want to say what I'm doing yet for story reasons, but I'm going to spend the rest of my doctor points. And I I will tell you why. When we cut back to me again, I will tell you why. Yes, please. Travis has been ringing the bell this entire time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, because there's no way to know what's going on. And like his hands are bleeding and his like arms and shoulders and back and chest are burning. And like the mm. bell tolling is getting slower, but he's just like, I don't know if this is working or not. I'm just going to keep ringing the bell. So I don't know if that affects the Quillotane's ability to do their thing. That's great. I um, can you give me a strength and athletics? I, you know, I'd rather just pay the story points for that because this is one of those okay. moments, like when you know someone's life depends on it. You're just gonna keep doing it no matter how like much pain it causes you. So, however many mm-hmm. story points that uh, equals, I, I I would very much prefer that. Perfect, uh, Travis. Uh, knowing it is, at least as far as you know, the last day, your last chance for this all to work out, you are pulling as hard as you can. Your hands uh, are, are raw from the rope, but it doesn't matter. You're, you're not going to stop. There's one thing you can do, and it is this. And you see down in the square that it has fully immobilized two of the family, but you know one of them is, 
has somehow uh, managed to uh, continue. You also see in the square, as you look down, suddenly Sarah Jane and Joan Redfern have come running into the square towards the step of the church. Yes, they run towards the church. That's perfect. Right. Yes. And I, I shout down. Travis actually pauses for a second because he doesn't know what name to shout right now because he doesn't know what's going on. So he goes, Doctor? And I think that you hear hmm. with still Sarah Jane's voice say, Travis, I, I don't know why you keep yelling that, but I need you to come down here right now. Okay. And yeah, I, I, you know, down is easier, but Travis is exhausted. Like, yeah, probably the most tired he's ever been in his entire life. But he gets down as quickly as he can without falling, hopefully. <laughs> Once Travis is down, I think at this point, we're probably seeing the Krillotane starting to revive a little bit, maybe, and stand up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's taking them. They are worn out, but they are starting to rise. You haven't stopped them yet. And then I, I, I fish out of my pocket the the cat collar. And Travis, mm -hmm. you probably see now that I'm pulling out this collar and you know what this means. And I, I'm just going to burn the rest of my story points to play this out because I think I like what's happening here, too. So I am out of story points, out of doctor points. Um, I think at this point, I think Dean and Carrie are probably chasing Creek or Cheek, who has now also mm -hmm. headed to the square. And yeah, he smashed back out of the bookstore. He's coming towards you again. Yeah. And I, I hold the the bracelet, the, the, the cat collar up in the air. And then I go, is this what you want? Is this what you're killing all these people over? Is this what you're hunting everybody down for? This piece of, of probably costume jewelry? Uh, and Cheek stops everything. It's He looks at that thing like it's the most important thing in the universe to him. And he says, yes, all, all I've wanted across all this time is, is a chance to be a player in the game. I want my own story. I want to be my own story. I want to be my own doctor. And then I look at it and I go, well, it's just a story, isn't it? And I throw the collar into like the middle of the courtyard um, towards like where they're at. Like, so like he'd have to like run for it still, but like away, like, so he mm -hmm. and his, his siblings or family members would have to run towards it as well, away from where I'm standing. Yeah, they all run, they congregate towards it, like, like a feeding frenzy of hyenas. And then. And they all pick it, Cheek looks at it and he's, he's like, ah, finally, finally. And he's holding an empty collar. No. What? What? I. Yeah. And the whole family, they, they, there's a dawning realization. Not only are they not getting what they want, it is so much worse than they've ever feared. Because as they look across the square, they look into your eyes, and I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume here they're not looking at Sarah Jane anymore. They are not. And then we see the moment where I, I spent my doctor points. We see a flashback to Sarah Jane coming down the, the fire escape with Joan. And Sarah Jane looks at Joan, realizes that Joan could be hurt or in danger here. And only I have the power to protect her. And so I, oh, I, I slip my hand out of my pocket and I slam the gem down on the railing of the fire escape as we go. As you're about to slam the gem down, Joan reaches out to try and stop you. And in that moment, there is a moment of the impossible. 
your two minds connect across the jewel and you see something that you know now will never come. Uh, the future of Joan Redfern and Sarah Jane Killian. Um, and it is beautiful and it is everything. And it's not my business to tell. And I, I mouth to her a silent, I'm sorry. It's the only way. I was going to make you make a roll for this, but you have spent all your points. So you know, as you smash the glass, that Joan saw it too. And now you're back in the middle of the square, and you are the doctor. And you are surrounded by your friends and a woman who will never recognize you again. And I, I say to this family, right? So you you want to be the, you wanted to be the doctor, and and you burned your way through a lot of other doctorates to get to me, and and I know that you you did it, and I, I'm very angry about that alone, but they weren't the original, now were they? And you had to come after me because I'm the original, right? I'm the not only, not only the doctor, but the first one who could do what we do, right? So why go for a copy of a copy when you can come to the original, right? But here's the thing. You can't defeat the original because if there's one thing that I am, it's timeless. And if there's one thing that I know how to do, it's feel the turn of the universe. And then the clock hits 2.08 a.m. And I will hand it back to you, Michael. At 2.08 a.m. on Sunday, July 30th, 1916, the loudest explosion ever heard on the eastern seaboard ripped through New York, through New Jersey, through the Black Tom Island. The Black Tom explosion is effectively World War I's Pearl Harbor, and it is lost in the mists of history. German agents infiltrated a massive ammo dump 200 million dollars worth of ordnance and that is in 1916 money was detonated again an explosion so loud it was heard up and down the eastern seaboard shrapnel propelled so far the statue of liberty's torch was closed until the 1980s i didn't know those things were connected but that's the reason why it is an explosion that redefines the world and it is almost completely forgotten and that too is human nature what you in the square see as the first explosion, the only explosion, the loudest explosion you've ever heard rings out is the Krillotanes falling over wetly, dead, empty. They cannot stand a sound so loud, a cacophony so great. They have met the immovable force, our doctor. And our doctor does not do centuries-long torture. She's kind. You are left in the square as all the rest of the glass around you, every last piece that Travis had not destroyed with the bell is shattered again as the great war comes home. Back to you. I turn to look at Joan and I, I know I can already tell she doesn't see me anymore. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Miss Redfern. I, I wanted... 
I know she wanted nothing more than to stay with you forever, but I... She also knew that she couldn't let them hurt you. I, um... And she's shaken not just from the massive bone-rigging explosion that just happened, but, you know, from the events of the night. And she looks at you... To quote Doctor Who, she looks at you, but she can't see you. She says to you, I... I wish I could say something to you, anything to you, but I want to say it to Sarah Jane. And I... I know she's gone. And I... I think it might be best if we left it at that. Wait, before you, before you go, and I fish into my coat pocket, and I pull out that journal that I've been keeping all my notes in, and I, I hand it to her, and I go, this is... In, in this, I'm just a story. This was Sarah Jane. She would have wanted you to have it. I think even knowing it's a book full of what you've become, it still is an echo of what you briefly were. And it's something that stays, it's something that stays in Joan's nightstand until her very last day. And that's something that you, the doctor, with your turn of the universe and your magical Time Lord skills, you know. And off she goes, back to her town and her people, leaving Team Tardis and the strange new Time Lord they've just met here in Faringham. Um, D- Dean, was it? Yeah, it was and still is, apparently. You, you will change because of me, and I, I don't know you, and I, 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 I thank you for that, but I could put you back if you want. You indirectly saved my life when I should have been killed by people who don't especially see me as a person. Hey, same um, thing happened to me, friend. He was in a zoo. It was in a zoo. Yeah, it was really rough. I, I, I don't particularly think I want to go back. I don't particularly think I want to stay here, to be honest. I'm, I, I, you know, I'd always had this idea that you know, I would I would save up some money and try to ride the rails out west to California, but I I think that I think there's a lot more of this world to see, and I think that I've been given a very unique second chance, and I think I should take advantage of that. I know of a bizarre bazaar you might find interesting. We could always drop you off there. You, you may not want to be around here for, like, the next four to five years. Like, you may just want... I guess two, I guess yeah. two years. Just two. two America years, jumped so in right. pretty late. I, I like, yeah. You <laughs> may not... But, yeah, but then you're going to get into the Great Depression. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, you... Listen, you may... You, yeah, look, if you, if you ever want to drink alcohol, too, you may want to be gone after, like, the next couple of years. So... Um, I will say, Doctor, you know of a specific program that is always uh, seeking potential doctorate candidates. If you want to see the world, um, why stay on one planet? Do you have something else in mind? I think I do. 
Perfect. Uh, and I think the four of you walk back towards the bookshop. Um, As we're walking, I, I, I so, so, so you stole Gunther's collar. I, I did. Yeah, if I could move my arms right now, I'd smack you upside the head. It's okay. I got you, Travis. <laughs> he can and heal. Generates again. <laughs> Saturday, July thirtieth, twenty sixteen. One century later. Faringham, New Jersey. The TARDIS comes to rest at a street corner. As the doctor and her companions step outside, they step into an America that stands at the middle of the 100th anniversary of the Great War. Once the war to end all wars. Now just World War I. And the only marker of it is a plaque embedded in a street corner here in Faringham, New Jersey. Hundreds of people step on it every day, and very few look down. And the TARDIS team, maybe they spend their day in Farringham, maybe they have a meal there, but I leave that to them. All you get is the wheezing and grinding of ancient engines as the TARDIS dissolves to mist. Mm-hmm.